Welcome to the show, guys. ADHD Machete reporting. Uh, well, there's no freestyle today because Cheech is dead. He's boning. <laughs> he's boning in another fucking continent. I think. I don't know. We have Katie here. What's up, guys? I'm back. Shit. Um, Did you miss me? I needed to call a ringer. I needed someone who can deliver the goods. And nobody was available, so he called me. <laughs> yeah, this, we're recording this like right before it goes out. Yeah, so. in my apartamento. Dude, actually, I want to say congrats. Thank you. You, uh, you fucking out like lasted your arch nemesis. Yeah, which he is Jamal could be walking back in at any moment. So let's whatever. <laughs> Who's gonna do? Move out. <laughs> <laughs> um. Congratulations, though. Yeah, so I've been interviewing new potential roommates, which is a total fucking nightmare because yeah. they're complete strangers, and you have no idea what's going to happen and if they're going to murder you or just be, you know, terrible you people. You wish they'll murder you because yeah, put you out of your misery. Totally, and I don't have the balls to do it myself. No, everybody could be like, Katie had such potential. Oh my god, she followed her dream. I told her not to post that on Craigslist. <laughs> so those there's traps caught up with her. Ugh. Oh man! Um, I, so we did say that Chichi got married. He's Chichi is a husband. How do you feel about that? I'm very jealous. Nice. Why? Why are you jealous? Well, I, I just I always thought we'd end up together. You know. I know. Apparently, this uh, imaginary girlfriend was real. I know. <laughs> or maybe he um, weird scienced her ass somehow. I'm and, not sure how he tricked her into it. Yeah. Uh, she's educated. She's educated. She, yeah. She's gorgeous. Like, she has Sweet. Uh, doesn't very, make sense. Doesn't actually. She and uh, one thing I did notice, which is fucking hilarious, is that how low key and in the cut Cheech keeps his fucking podcast life. You know what? Yeah. Not only it, he keeps all parts of his life low key to the other parts, if that makes sense. We yeah. don't know shit how about his real life, uh, and his real life doesn't know shit about the podcast. Yeah, it's almost as if everyone's like, "Who's this gringa?" Yeah, <laughs> like uh, a side piece, <laughs> like a whole new family. He doesn't yeah. know that he's been hiding this whole time. You're like, why are you moved by the wedding? You're crying a lot. I'm like, no, I'm just extremely jealous. <laughs> <laughs> wow, to have someone love you, can't imagine. I don't know. I mean, it was it was a, it was a really great ceremony. Katie and I went. Um, we went, uh, I don't know who, I guess you got the invitation and I was your plus one. Is that how that worked? I think we both got invited, but you just, when I RSVP'd, it was like we were on the same ticket. Okay. So they basically, I think, look, weddings are expensive. Oh yeah. And I'm pretty sure he was just like, all right, two for one here. Let's not make it. Let's, I mean, I'm not going to pay for Katie's friend and Ernie Machete's friend to fucking drink all night or yeah. for an hour. And he knew that we wouldn't be able to find anyone to go anyways. Yeah. <laughs> we didn't even invite any. We're the only ADHD members and alum that were invited, which Eddie was Ift, Eddie flattering. Eddie Ift wasn't, wasn't even invited. Not even Eddie Ift. The guy who gave, us his, gave him his start. Now, Jim officiated, yeah, all in Spanish. Weird. I know. I couldn't believe it. I didn't <laughs> it even realize. <laughs> he was reading off cue cards, though, and he uh, filmed it for his special. Uh, yeah. You know, the... The the ceremony was in both English and Spanish. That's right, it's twice as long. Twice as long, still not too long. The sun was directly in our eyes for a good portion of it. Half. So it was about thirty minutes. I'd say fifteen minutes of those thirty were like straight, like getting fucking face fucked by the. It was party. intense, and also Chichi, not a Spanish speaker. He's not. Did not understand the majority of his wedding. We did learn that something that bonded them was that they both love Weezer. Just now on my Facebook uh, alerts, it says Michael Rodriguez posted a life event. Let's see it. married. He's married. Murdered. Look at that. He's already repping. And the other thing is, I find it very weird to call him Michael. Of course. So we're calling him Chi-Chi, but no one knows what the fuck we're talking about because he keeps us hidden. Yeah, I think he likes to have that alter ego. So, like, you know, he can come through and uh, say his jokes. And I'll tell you what. He's got pretty hot parents. Yeah, um, I don't know. Actually, I didn't. They're like they were like um, like regal hot. Does that make sense? They had know. like an air of like like they were some like low level Mexican royalty. <laughs> yeah, low level <laughs> or high level in Corona. They yeah. seemed um, oh, what's the word? That. They seemed refined. 
Oh, few, few kids. Married Christina. Um, if you follow uh, best so at, at best podcaster on all social media, I think Facebook is Michael Rodriguez. If you uh, if he cares to add you, I don't know how that works. But... Yeah, at worst podcaster. <laughs> so yeah, it was interesting because we we got set at the table at the at the table. It was a nice ceremony. Everything was good, but let's just be honest. It was all about the food and drinks. Yeah. Because that's the reason why, I mean... That's why we went. It wasn't for him. I don't give a shit about him. He uh, had the ceremony probably about 35, 40 miles outside of Los Angeles. Pomona. Right. So it was it was a trek. And, On uh, a Sunday. Yeah. A Sunday evening. It was. It was, it was just a weird day. I thought honest. it was Saturday until uh, Friday <laughs> night. And Chet was like, no, it's actually on Sunday. Yeah, what are you so. do tomorrow? I go, I got shit to do. And I was like, um, oh, is he not going? <laughs> so, by the way, this shit is on Sunday. Um, so we drove there with, I don't know. I wasn't going to expect anything. I was like just with Cheech's kind of uh, frugal mentality and maybe all the stuff that's been going on or lack of funds maybe not everyone donating to their patreon or whatever yeah. i was expecting like a box of Alveda and a case of wine you know yeah what I, mean? I wasn't really expecting that much for the for the reception but uh he came through so i was really but, i was very uh, impressed you know they had a nice open bar until like they had a cocktail hour with an open bar sure yeah had some appetizers they had some mm-hmm. fruit That's some true. you know veggies and dip in it no cheese which is kind of like threw me off i really wanted some cheese yeah fruit but, cheese we could you get strawberries with some nuts and maybe a little bit of aged dry meats definitely it'd be fucking perfect i'll be like Holy and shit. then they had that man walking around with a heaping tray of empanadas that's right that was nice yeah i only had the chicken they were pretty good though i had my first one, I think, was beef, and then after that, I only got chicken. Wow. They were little baby empanadas. So good. So good. So cute. Yeah. I realized after the second one, I was like, I had, th- I got three straight out. I think no, eight. you did. You definitely did. I was did. like, look, guy, look at me. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have more than one, so let's save you the trip. Yeah. So I just got a napkin and just piled up three on, and he's like, go for it. I was like, yeah, right. Well, damn he was right. walking around to the tables, but people kept going up to him and snatching him off the platter like some vultures. Yeah. I was very happy to see you Mexicans in your empanadas. Do we love them? Um, actually, I, I never. My family was never really big in those. No. No. I mean, I know ple- like people who were down, and like their family made them, but my family didn't. They yeah. Were, yeah, they were like mine were more like tamales and uh, tamales. And uh, what else did we do? We, my grandma used to make tortillas from scratch. Mm. They were so fucking bomb. Yeah, I was friends with so some stupid. some Mexicans stupid. in high school. We played on the basketball team together, and their mom would like make fresh hot tortillas with some Dude. melted butter. I was about to say, I was like those those uh, tortillas straight off the grill. You just put some butter on it and, and some salt, and it's so fucking delicious. Hell I swear. Yeah. Uh, I went to this restaurant a few um, a few weeks ago called uh, Casablanca. Mm. And it's right there off of Venice and Rose. In case you uh, any Angelinos listening, wanting to check it out, so fool. Uh, <clears throat> so I had went, and um, there's some white friends. There's actually all not Latin friends, uh, and I was there celebrating a birthday party. And um, on some random shit, Michael Keaton was there, and Whoa. motherfucker couldn't even get a table. He was waiting just like the peasants. He was just a normal. He was just. Michael Rodriguez. <laughs> Michael <laughs> P. Rodriguez. Uh, so, in any case, they pull out the fucking tortillas, and that's what they pride themselves on. They have the little abuelitas there making the tortillas. And little the, grandmas? The little, like, basically old uh, Mexi- Mexican ladies, Latin ladies, getting down on the tortillas. Um, they brought over, like, one of the, like, baskets. It's like, instead of chips and salsa, it was, tor- like, soft tortillas and salsa. Oh. And they put out a big thing of butter, and no one really understood the butter. And I'm like, Shh. what? Well, because they were they were white, and I know you're we white. The, we had the same situation at our table with the rolls. Everyone took a roll, but nobody was interested in butter. Like they just wanted the dry rolls. We were the only I ones know. who used butter at the table. I know I was a little weird. I fucking I was like, well, no one's gonna go for it. I'm gonna get two butters. Yeah. Hook me up. Like I'm gonna make sure that butter like, me up. You know. Um. So yeah, through the butter, I educated my white friends, and they uh. Like oh so that's what it's for you know I was like no shit but I mean, anyway it seems pretty self explanatory I don't know I mean it's just like I don't think so I th- I thought it was but um stupid whites <laughs> stupid 
sick but, of these whites out here. <laughs> so, they, so they um we sat at a table. What did you think of our group? Um, it's pretty good. There pretty were a couple nice. duds. Yeah, for sure. By duds, I just mean like quieter ones. Yeah, it was uh, it was pretty interesting. I mean, they seem to be kind of mostly in our same age range. Yeah, I can tell. It's um, hard to tell. It is hard to tell. He, he put me in. Uh, he put me. He put us in the in the band. Like oh, like all the band couples. So well, he know. has like a couple people, a couple of uh, groomsmen and their ladies. But the groomsmen were in the band, so, uh. so yeah. So, um, yeah, I, I was, I had a good time. Me too. And we got to see his sister, our dear oh, Kathleen. That's right. And she her was, husband. She has that uh, awesome pregnancy glow about yes, her. She, she looked gorgeous as always. Yeah, totally. Begged me to come back to the podcast, so this is for you, babe. You know, we give the people what they want sometimes. Um, but yeah, it was such a interesting. It was such an interesting night, though. Like, because it was a Sunday, and you know, since it was a school night, I it mean, was a school night. Like we, I re- and plus, you know, you had to drive back. Thank right. you, by the way, for sure for, thing for, for carpooling. See, I don't want to get too lit. I did still have three to four vodka sodas, a glass of wine, and a glass of champagne because yeah. when the cocktail hour ended, the open bar was closed. You know, they That's came right. around with champagne for the toast, and then they still brought wine around to the tables, That's which true. was nice. That's true. And the f- spread, I gotta say, you know, a lot of people they'll make you choose like chicken or fish or whatever. Yeah. Not, not Michael P. Rodriguez. Well, I did check both of the boxes on chicken or fish. I went both. Well, <laughs> chicken wasn't an option. We had steak and salmon, mashed potatoes, some vegetables. Good. What else did they have? There's something else on oh, there. Oh, there was plantains on there? Plantains. Wow, which is a, threw me off, but it was still still delicious. Steak, Great sauces. Steak was very tender. Yeah. Dude, I, I got mine. I was very pleased. Mine was like cooked perfectly. Mine was a little oh, past then, medium I rare. I was like, oh. I and, and so I was a little, but then I tasted it. It was still very tender. Oh, and, if it's still juicy, then it, yeah. then it wins. That's like the perfect one. Yeah, that's what matters. So when the salad, I, Really good salad dressing. Oh, dude. I'm getting hungry right now already. It was like a like it was almost like a like Swedish tangy Italian sort of. Yeah. I loved it. Um, I didn't it, love the olives or that there was mango on it. I don't agree with fruit and salads. You know what I mean. But all in all, I'm I'd not, say, yeah, good I, stuff. Definitely. If it was on a Saturday, that would have been litter. If I can get really fucking tanked, I would love to get like one of those. Uh, Pomona girls or those uh, Corona chicks pregnant. You yeah, know I mean? for sure. But I just thought, I was like, you know what? I have to fucking go back. We slipped out right before dinner, smoked a joint in the parking lot. True. Smoked one right before we hit the road. And you fucking double fisted straight from the jump. Like, you're like, oh, can I get two vodka sodas on the first? Well, it was the line free. was super long. I, I, I should have done that. I regretted it. Like, when we I still f- got two drinks. I did. I got a Corona and a, and a tequila soda. And then when we went back, they're like, oh, they're 10 bucks each or something, whatever. I was like, just. And then when I went up, he said it's on the house. <laughs> I know. It's like, Jesus. Anyway. Um, but that's how it works sometimes. Uh, but congratulations, Cheech. Congrats, Cheech You'll and be Christina. Back. You guys, you, Cheech will be back in a few weeks. I don't know what he's. I think he just wanted a break from fucking, like. Well, taking driving. that drive to Pomona really put things in perspective of what he does on a weekly basis yeah. for the fans and for his own narcissism and glory. <laughs> and he doesn't even live in Pomona. He lives in Corona, which yeah. is still about another 25 minutes away from Pomona. And you told me that the numbers have been better than ever, which I know is a lie. But, you know, you I know. know what you're trying to do. And it's it worked because here I am <laughs> trying to get in on that ADHD cash cow. It's all good. Uh, one, of the thing, <laughs> one of the things that you manipulative bitch. <laughs> I even told Teach, I was like, "Hey, you know, we don't have to do this. You, you can just do it remotely." He knows how to record shit from his place, and I know how to record shit from my place. We yeah, can, but like, you can't jerk each other off when you're not in the say, same room. Like, I know. So I, I, he says, "Not the same." And I'm like, "All right." We never even tried it. Yeah. And it, actually, we did try it, but like not on purpose it was just kind of like it was like let's both jerk off and pretend right, it's you like, know the other person's hand well i told them if, like you know we're gonna buy each other one of those like vibrating fucking underwear or whatever and give it it gets the super long distance remote yeah we, and control each other's well, panties it's the one from the phone you could just control it from the oh phone. Yeah, wow wow yeah. i definitely need those um donate to our patreon and i'll make sure kitty gets the money <laughs> yeah guys i need it you know i'm trying to learn to squirt 
I got a lot of stuff going on. Uh, do you when you're trying to squirt? Is, are you uh, mixing up urine with your squirt, or is it just? Well, I like... haven't squirted successfully because what happens is, from the research I've done, it says you need to like warm yourself up for like twenty minutes, twenty to thirty minutes, okay. which is a long time. Sure. And that you're not supposed to come during that time. But when I'm using the Hitachi, by the oh, time wait, it's been you, twenty to thirty on minutes, Hitachi, that's aggressive. Yeah, I'm just blasting my clit and, you know, it's coming left and awesome. right. And then I'm like, well, what am I going to keep going for? I've already had a wonderful time. Yeah, totally. I've watched all the accidental anal videos I can find. Right. Huh. So, so, so it really just comes. You. Well, because then, then I'm tired and I'm like, I just really have to hunker down and, you know, put in. Put in like the hours. Yeah. You know how when you're young and you uh you see somebody like one of your friends like whistle for the first time and you're like, fuck, that's awesome. You're like, <sighs> you and then you get that, it and then you just hours and hours of just practicing and, then and all then of a sudden <sighs> dang and then that's what happens i think that's what i think you just and then you're just the squirting then you, yeah i think that's what has to happen like i've had other people make me squirt i just haven't been able to do it so i know i'm capable of it okay then can and you i think it? i made myself squirt once in college okay but i was kind of like whoa yeah that's so all that just uh, happened yeah, that's. I didn't really understand squirting when I was younger. Yeah, and I was a little thrown off one time when it happened, uh, and it just threw me. It just I was like scared. I was like, "Is she peeing?" Like, was it at your bed? No. Yeah, that's good so. because, like, when I the first time I squirted, it was in my bed, and that became unusable. Like, it was soaked. Wow the what, the whole bed a a large area. Just and like right in the from, middle. That was from you? or Yeah, from me. Oh, yeah. You don't want to sleep. So after that, I always made that guy fuck me. I got some towels on the floor. Yeah, you have to get your whole floor set up on lock. Yeah. Yeah, you put a big blanket down, kind of like a picnic action. Yeah, picnic fuck. Picnic. Indoor picnic fucking. Uh, so what you been up to? You've been away for so long. I mean, how long has right, it been? Right, like it's been a really long time. Honestly. Like, I mean, I think when I left, I was dealing with some pretty crippling anxiety and depression. Okay. As well as then he's leaving, not working. So. <laughs> yeah. um, I don't really know. I think the summer was a rough summer for me. It was yeah. not a hot girl summer. It was a sad, drunk girl summer. <laughs> Why is that? I was just very antisocial very poor because i wasn't really i was just working for a couple podcasts here and there it's kind of sporadic and um yeah just trying to get my life together spending a lot of time at the pool i would just i was drinking every day like during the day and just sucks it was not good and then i got this job at the weed company where i currently work as an inventory Associate, I was just promoted to inventory what? captain after about a month. <laughs> Not Speedweed, <laughs> but what's up, Gino? And so, yeah, I'm doing that full time now. And I'm also still doing the podcast I was working with. So hustling, huh? it's just, um, let me silence this. this key. I'm so popular. Mm-hmm. It's really difficult. It's okay. I thought that was your fucking vibrator going off. Yeah. Well, I just put my phone like on my clit and I just tell every, I just, Send a text to everyone in my phone. Just say, keep texting me. Keep no, texting me. I don't me. think that's what happens. I think you put a thirst trap up and every single like vibrates and you're like. I need to put up a new thirst trap. It's been a minute. You can look forward to. Uh, I'll post a couple pics from the wedding. We didn't take a lot, but you know, we've got a couple nice shots. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was it was a fun time. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, you had a fucking shit summer. I mean, that's. Yeah, so uh, I'm just, I'm just kind of now getting back on my feet. I'm feeling much better. I'm much less anxious and depressed because there was. The anxiety is the worst part because that was newer to me. Like depression I've dealt with forever. What were you anxious about? That's a thing. I just like, I mean, I'm sure it was just my life in general, existential dread, whatnot. Sure. You know, just being like in a... being a failure. Being a failure, like, being a bad place, you know, didn't have yeah. any money. Right. Your family's like fucking 2,000 miles away. Yeah. Just trying to like... Excuse my yawn. Jesus, even about your own story, you're not even amused. I'm so boring. <laughs> fucking life, and you're just like, yeah, you know what? Uh, we just, just like, quit. You know, when you're in that place, it's like all you want to do is get out of it, but you just like feel like you can't, and like you're yeah. kind of stuck. Um, yeah. So the anxiety was just something I wasn't used to, and I was like having panic attacks, and I felt like there was a for a while, like I would go place, like I would go to like a coffee shop to do some editing. And after like five minutes, I would have to leave. I would start to have a panic attack. 
I've, I don't, I've never had a panic attack in it's my life. Horrible. So horrible. What, what, are, what are the symptoms? I mean, for me, I just like start to feel, I almost start to feel like I'm going to pass out. Oh, shit. And then like my heart's beating crazy fast and I just like start, it's just like, oh, oh, just a horrible feeling. I remember uh, we were at the wedding and the lights turned off and on and they kind of like flickered. Mm-hmm. And you're like, did that just flicker or did I just have a seizure? <laughs> a seizure salad. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, Good one. So there was just a, a there was a time when I was like, I don't know, because it kind of got, got bad like around a year ago because I got a full time job last August. Right. But it was in like this food ordering business that like just stuff I've done before. And I hated it. And I right. just knew it wasn't something I ever wanted to do and I didn't enjoy. And I would just have such anxiety going to work. I would like be crying and Fuck. would like just felt like a caged animal. Right. And that lasted about a week. And I just felt like almost like disabled. I'm like, am I ever going to be like, can I have a job in like a normal life? Like how? Sure. But, you know, things got better. I would like to say, you know, our dearest Mel. What? And, Shout out Mel. And Janine, Holly Gregory were both very what? kind. And, you know, shout out to them. They've What were they doing? Just like, you know, messaging me and checking in. And, you know, you know, it's just nice to talk to people who understand or have been there before. Yeah. Also, quick shout out. Our our good friend Tim just had a birthday. Oh, what? Happy birthday, Tim. Former guest. Oh, yes. Of, of ADHD. Of course. Long-time listener, first-time caller. Wow. Oh, wow, I wonder how he's doing. Yeah. He hit you up? I mean, I said happy birthday. Oh, I thought yeah. you were like... Um, no, no, just thought, while we're giving shout-outs. <laughs> I was like, he reached out? Even him? I was like, all right. No, it was most, you know, just uh, just my ADHD girls. Whoa. But I appreciate the love and, you know... That's the kind of shit you got to fucking deal with. Uh, a lot of people don't make it out of that rut and they dip out. Yeah. There's just, uh, I had, I had, this is obviously I'm not like trying to compare a very light situation to your situation here, but, um, I went out for a karaoke night a few nights ago and, um, sounds rough. No one cares. <laughs> no one ca- Like, you know what I mean? Like, so they signed up for some, for some songs. I signed up for some songs and we're all having a drink with a bunch of friends. And then one of the, one of the, uh, uh, girls there, she was like, nervous she's like oh my god i was so nervous like for what it's not an american idol audition yeah completely for you know so i was like oh whatever whatever and i just was like hey and i looked at her i was like look around and this person obviously someone's singing right now terribly and i'm like do you think anyone gives a fuck how bad they're not hitting that note well i feel like most people not most but a good portion of the people who enjoy karaoke are not good at it and they know it yeah and that's the only time doesn't matter fucking share out yeah like their fucking madonna on or whatever for sure so she was like super nervous and she was just like i can't i can't drink because i don't want to be too drunk because i'm gonna do this song and she really wanted like she sings a song in the morning she was just saying how like i sing the song all the time and i'm like well then you should be good at it whatever And, and then, like you said, nobody cares. Nobody cares. It was at the gaslight, and I know that gaslight is like whatever. It's just a karaoke bar. That's all it's for. Mm-hmm. Like they don't have really any other night that's not karaoke night. Did you go up? Of course. Um, What's your? <clears throat> what, what did you perform? So I had. I was gonna do this like rock and violent femme song, but I looked around and there was like a bunch of cowboy hats, and I was like, you know what? I'm gonna. So when they right before he called my name, I got friends. <laughs> I sang a little uh, Garth Brooks. <laughs> Living all on my roots. <laughs> I showed up in boots. <laughs> Ruined black tie fair. Anyway, I um so anyway I did it. It goes hard. You know, you can hate it, it but when it comes on in a crowded room, there's something that happens. It was like it was probably like on like eleven o'clock at this point, or uh, maybe ten thirty, so everyone's kind of sauced up a little bit. Yeah. A lot of you, cowboy. That's why you gotta be you gotta be sauced. So let's do it. Let's just fucking go for it and so sure enough, um, fucking kills, right? Mm-hmm. It kills. So I'm like, so I got. Is that stage. really the song you did? I swear. What? I swear. <laughs> I know all the lyrics. I guessed it right. Totally. I was dude. so kidding. No, I was not kidding. I definitely played the room, and uh, we're so the, in sync. I give the people what they want, and you know, everyone's just all like, and I'm like singing, looking out in the crowd, and people are like. To the oasis. So, I'm just like, that's right. Because it's got some peaks and, and valleys. Oh, yeah, he, he's, he's in my range. And I could just be like, uh, 
all right, everyone, I get like, you know, in between there's like everybody a sing along. I'm just hamming it everyone up. Everyone's just got their arms around each other, swaying back and yeah, forth. Like, like <laughs> yes. Yeah, back and forth Lighters in the air. And uh, and I go to the, and I put the mic to the crowd. Oh, <laughs> that's amazing. It's like so, you're a rock star for a minute. Dude, and I was so drunk. I felt that. I felt it for sure. So I was like, yeah, everyone's like, dude, fuck it. And like, I get off stage. I swear to God, people are high-fiving me. Oh, and I was, my God. I was just like, yeah. And then I was like, dude, good song. I fucking walk up. Somebody hands me a Bud Light. I was like, fuck, I don't drink Bud Light, but thank you. <laughs> I do tonight. Guy, that guy just fucking pointed at me. He goes, you killed it. I'm like, all right, cool. They're and like, then- maybe we don't need that wall. <laughs> <laughs> Make America Garth again. So I came back to the, I came back to the table. And everybody's getting ready to leave, and the girl hasn't sing her, sang her song Uh-oh. yet. Do you know? Did you at this point? Did you know what her song was? I didn't. Okay. So I was just like, "What's going on?" What's that? She goes, uh, "I just can't go up after that." Oh, and I'm she, like, "You're too hard to follow. You're look, fucking crush fest, dude." Trust. She was like, "There's like three people, like four people that would have forgot about my awesome performance after that." Um, because you just it, it's just a ham show it's not even a fucking like you're not even really singing the song they have reverb up to an auto-tune on your fucking mic it's it's just a fucking like just i like to do up. a boulevard of broken dreams really bring the room down anything <laughs> i like to do a good dwight Schrute karaoke song i was gonna bring uh i was gonna bring some a violent femme song where i was like the song kiss off i don't know if you heard it but it's like an old one where it's like he's like i take one 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 from my family and like he just says like all the way to 10 and it's like a fucking build up and it's like a cool song and i like it because like i said it's in my range and but in the middle i looked around i see no rockers i see people like and the songs beforehand were like shania twain and yeah, they were like see what the crowd Carrie is underwood i was like oh fuck they love this shit toss so in I, maybe a little papa roach <laughs> cut my life into pieces suffocation <laughs> uh so yeah it was so anyway what i was saying is that the her anxiety was so crippling that she could not have a good time she could not but like you, and you could tell like she wanted to but couldn't she did. that she, sucks and then she just like like i i remember because i was outside even smoking a cigarette and then like i it really dawned on me that people were really leaving i yeah. thought it was like all oh, good one whatever and i was outside smoking a cigarette and everyone starts walking out they're like oh where, where'd you go we didn't couldn't find you in there and i was like are you serious you guys are leaving she goes I'm I'm not gonna go up. I just I already told the DJ I'm not. I was like, what? Like that's so lame. It is because it's like you know <clears throat> I was cheering on all my other friends when they went on and just being stupid like yeah, show us your tits or whatever. You know what I mean? To the dudes, and right. we're just like you know what I mean? It was just like stupid shit we were saying, and it was like kind of um I look I I don't know why because I actually thought about that today for some reason maybe because uh, friends in low places came on the radio. And I can't believe that I pulled that song, and that's what it was. Yeah, I guess Cowboy Hat. I mean, that was all the only. Well, Garth Brooks is all I used. To, I used to listen to Garth Brooks when I was like young, like the first. Uh... That dude sells out football stadiums. Yeah, he does. Um, He's got to have crazy. Maybe money. Chris Gaines, maybe not so Chris much. <laughs> uh, but Garth Brooks definitely. Um, that's in any crazy. case, so she. Have you ever seen her do karaoke before? Dude, she's a talented musician. Like I've seen her play instruments. So you're just like, man, <sighs> like, that sucks. She, dude, yeah, I know she had to do a great job and have fun, but it's just like I didn't really understand. I understand, like maybe you're a little nervous. Like, yeah, ooh, this is kind of like exciting blood but rushing. Like, get a, like you said, get a little sauced and totally. I was nervous too, but not like obviously not to that. But I just didn't. I never really tried to let stuff like that control me, like or well, prevent me from doing something. I know it's not the same thing. It's hard. To, you don't really have a choice. I mean, for my my anxiety, if that were me, I wouldn't have even been at the bar because I, I'm like I would have been like I can't even be around people. For if sure. I was able to like get myself out and get a little sauce, and I never do karaoke unless I'm like blackout drunk. Sure. Um, I still I still might have. That's why I say I've like literally done it maybe two times. I did. Um, oh. You should go do it one day. Boulevard of Broken Dreams. And when I was in um when I was in Vegas with Adam, we they do karaoke in the Laugh Factory green room. Oh nice. So I did um the Fresh Prince Bel Air. Oh, you know the lyrics? Yeah. But see, I wanted the full version. Uh, and they only had the show version. I was bummed. Damn, that's a f- okay. And I also did um I want it that way. Oh, okay. Damn, that's that's a good one. But I sang into like a big bottle of Jack instead of a microphone and just kind of 
you know, just yeah, gave yeah. a performance that way. It was very well received. See, all right. So first off, I just want to throw it out there that you may do right. You knew you could hit those fucking notes. When yeah. That high shit. So you're like, fuck it. I'm like, so it's just I didn't really dawn on. I mean, I guess I do realize that fucking anxiety is real for sure. Granted, the situations are not the same. Yeah. But I just didn't like the fact that. Uh, kind of gave in. A little bit. I was like, is that that scary? I mean, I guess it is. Especially if you're already a musician. Yeah, and she, like, it's just a a bar with yeah, dumb, drunk people. Dumb, exactly, dude. I said Stakes the are low as they can be. Yeah. and I, Like, I, what's the worst thing that happens? Nobody likes it. And then what? You go home and keep living your life? For sure. And then maybe you never go to that bar again. Yeah, because you're totally ashamed because you've like ruined your reputation. Yeah, but reputation. no one cares because no one gives a fuck. And someone... guess what? No one's going to remember. 100%. So, I mean, look, I, I don't suffer from anxiety, although sometimes I question if I do. But friends of mine who've actually had anxiety attacks say... You would know. You would fucking know. Yeah. Like That's why um, it took me by such surprise. Because like I said, depression, I've been depressed for my, yeah, forever. Depressed right now. Yeah. yeah. But I think, you know, there's other factors too. Like my family is like in shambles kind of. Sure. You know, I haven't talked to my mom in over a year. Oh, great. Um, my brother's son just turned 17. He's not speaking to my brother. Nobody knows why. His cunt mom is supporting it. Poisoning the well? Yeah. I sent her a real nasty email because I found her work email address. She worked for the school district. <laughs> and I was like, hey, just want to reach out and let you know I think you're a raging cunt and you're raising your children to be pussy-ass bitches. And, you know. It's tough. She just went off. And, you know, it's weird because she's tight with my mom, but won't speak to anyone else in the family. And I don't oh. talk to my mom. My mom doesn't talk to my brother. It's but a mess. But your mom and dad are together again. Yeah, I don't know why. I've begged my dad to get divorced. Well, look, it's something. It's like the, it's like the demon you know. Yeah. You know? Well, it's also like I'm sure, you know, he's 72, going to be 73 in Jeez. December. She's 62, and they seem younger. You know, but at the same time, it's like, what are you going to do? Start all over? He, what, does, he doesn't want to start, start all over. What's start over? Like, you just got to fucking meet some fucking old bitches. What's up? I mean, I think you should just cheat on her. I also think he might be a little bit gay. Just like, you know, suck a dude off at the YMCA. My dad goes to the Y like six days a week. He's in the locker room. He, he's probably one of those fucking balls out sweaty dudes, right? He is. He walks around naked. He told me he dries his nuts under the hand dryer. He's that guy. Air dry. Nice. And he tells me about how the guy next to him has, you know, shaves his groin. I'm like, Dad, yeah. This first now I know that you've got a crazy bush. Right. Second off, uh, and you're really looking at those those dicks. Yeah, he's PG and he's PG and he's yeah. Peter gazing like a motherfucker. He is. <laughs> but that's also, that's the only rule in high school. No you, Peter gazing. Yeah, no Peter gazing, bro. But up. then he'll also get really mad when people sit on the benches with just their bare ass. They don't put a towel down. Right. That's where he draws the line. He's like, no cheeks. No cheeks. There, yeah. get, get rid of them cheeks. <clears throat> you know, on a really random side note, is that um, I have a friend of mine who uh, works at a library. Oh. and uh, Just like a public library? No, a school library, college library. Oh, okay. So when shit goes down with <clears throat> fucking students. In the and, stacks? And uh, like, put it this way, there's they have like, like little private study rooms. Oh, okay. And like legit. I remember those. Legit walking past them and seeing fucking fucking little kids beating cheeks and he gets pretty fucking pissed off he's like hey like he knocks on the door he doesn't give a fuck well i mean the ones that we had they all have windows yeah they did have windows so he, he knocks on the door and he's like bro what the fuck your fucking ass cheeks are on the fucking desk like people fucking that's so nasty that's what i'm saying yeah. all your fucking butt sweat just going down Ugh. fucking and just like greasing up Jizz. 1000% jizz little fucking the butt PC. sweat's probably in nut butt sweat and nut sweat that that fucking man chowder shit Ugh. especially in the summertime oh we talking about swamp ass earlier at the yeah, wedding I had like, a lot of was, my I had some <clears throat> severe swamp ass well that's that's I I just find that fucking disturbing wow that's so it's just like he had to well he, he has to clean it up in a way right like not like like a jizz mop or anything like if something goes down he calls the custodian if there's a big mess like he already has to deal with the dewey decimal system now he's supposed to wipe up nut sweat nut sweat and tears (laughs) that sucks man i feel bad for him i would be pissed too no but and also like you have dorm rooms go to your fucking dorm dude it's 
look, I know that fucking horniness is fucking real. Yeah. Like, I get it for sure. Um, but goddamn, dude. I guess I don't know. I, I never. If you don't have a place to stay, I get it. Like, if you, if you're like you live at home you or something, live at home. Because I remember having to do some, you know. There's still more private places. Like, more than likely, one of you has a car, or like. I mean, I've just like fucked in a park at night or something, you know. Sure. I, one time I fucked on the lawn of City Hall in college on my way home because it was on the way home and I was horny. Yeah. I couldn't wait till I got home. I was wearing a skirt. It was perfect. Was it? Was the weather nice? Yeah, the weather's nice. Yeah, nice chill going mm-hmm. through your ass crack. Yeah. Dewy grass, dewy puss. Nice, dude. Dewy decimal. <laughs> dewy decimal, full circle. <laughs> just like a decimal point. Um. Uh. That's cool. That's good shit. Um, but yeah, I, I just I didn't realize you had that crazy anxiety. Honestly, yeah, I, it was um, really bad. Was it just um, like not to be your therapist or anything? Was it just like you um, dealing with all the changes that's been happening, or you're like you're? I, I I find it hard. Like I get it that you're far away from your from your folks and your fam, and, and but I'm used to that. I mean, yeah. it sucks. Like you know. There's times I'll call one of them and they're all together at dinner, all hanging out. And I'm like, you know, I'm like, oh, that's that's oh, so spaghettios out of the can. Yeah, that's so cool that you guys can just see each other whenever you want. When I see them like twice a year. Yeah. But do you really want to see them? I mean, my dad, my brother, my sister. Yeah, I'm at like very close with them. Leave? I hate yeah, Wisconsin. Are you kidding? I don't know. Yeah. Because, so... Chet, I have big podcasting dreams. I know you do. I know. Look at me. And, you know, this is uh, going to launch your career. I know. It's gonna, to the next. This ADHD bump is like I think it's really what I've been waiting for. It's the truth. I think that's the reason why your your anxiety kicked in is because you realized you had nothing. I had nothing. So, if you guys want me to not kill myself, I'm going to need a lot of affirmation, <laughs> a lot of positive words. You know, <clears throat> DM me, text me, tweet me. Whatever, just let me know how happy you are to hear me on the show, how much you miss me. If you want to beg for me back, that's fine. I'll listen. Uh, my Cash App, Venmo, Patreon, you know, it's all at Katie Chernelia, like Cerniglia. So feel free to send some, you know, uh, monetary encouragement because we're out here struggling. Yeah, you know, um, I'm I, starting my premium Snapchat soon. Is that right? But until then, you can get. You know, titty pics for roughly $100. Sometimes I'll cut you a Damn, deal. If you want my underwear, bucks. we Are can do serious? that. There is one listener of ours, and I won't put him on blast because I don't know if he's, you know, in any type of relationship or whatever. But um, you know who you are. I owe you some underwear. I'm very sorry it's taken so long. But you know, she doesn't even have any underwear. She's no, I have. He, I ordered the specific ones he oh, asked for. Okay. But the thing is, I'll like wear them at work all day, and then I come home and I'll change my underwear, and then, you know, I like to send them, like take them off and seal them up and send them. For sure. So you get that freshness. That musk. You get the musk. You get the musk. Yeah. But then it's like you know, then I have to wait till the next day. It's not as fresh. And then you know, I want them to be getting the best bang for their buck. I think. Uh, I think the best thing is you wear them. And then you bring a change of underwear with you, and in the middle of your shift, take them off, put them in the fucking Ziploc, and then put them in the on your lunch break. Drop them in the mailbox. My lunch break's thirty minutes. Do you know your business has a outbox of outgoing mail? Just so you know. So I think I think the best thing is like maybe wear them to work on a Friday, sleep in them, diddle myself, okay, and ship them off Saturday morning. I think this is what I think. I think you should. And if you're listening, you know, and you have any suggestions, I think you should wear them during the night before you're about to work. I know you're going to go into some dirty drawers, but like, it's okay. Um, I think you'll be all right. Uh, Deal yourself on your 10 minute break in the restroom and then send them off like that day in the outgoing mail. of Like on my way home. No, no, no. Oh, ship them from work. Ship them from work. It's not that hard. It's like literally they have a pile of mail and the mailman comes and gets it. All you have to do is get the envelope and just say, hey, put this with your outgoing mail. Do oh, it be- wow. You, you can do that shit before noon. I'm saying. We want to be efficient. That's an interesting thought. Diddle in the morning. Diddle in the... <laughs> diddle in the morning. Diddle in the evening. Diddle at supper time. Look at that. You're born a karaoke. <laughs> Uh, but I, for so, those of you who don't know, that's a pizza on a bagel, bagel bites remix. <laughs> <clears throat> Man, so I'm glad to hear that you got yourself out of that rut 
mentally because it's all a mind fuck and it's a fuck and it's up horrible mind. it's really really bad and that's the other the other thing was was like i felt like i was never going to be able to get a job because my anxiety was so bad but i needed a job desperately one just for money but i also needed benefits because i'm like i can't do anything about my anxiety if i can't go see somebody about right, it and right. i can't see someone if i don't have benefits it was like i felt like both things i needed to i couldn't do one thing without the other but somehow you know this job turned out to be kind of perfect for me. Right. And with people who are like-minded, similar sense of humor, we say the nastiest shit all day, which really? is always nice. Oh, yeah. Wow. And it's, you know, it's a bunch of comedians, <clears throat> a bunch of comedians and people who are pretty free, spirited and open-minded. And I like it. I get free weed. Like, look, I uh, I can relate to something similar because I would say the past, like, legitimately... I would say the past, like, the all right, so the past two or three months have been pretty good mm-hmm. of my life, for real, for real. But prior to that. Richard, prior to that? Richard, prior. I would say the last six months from all the way from, actually, like, this time last like year. 30, the last, like, 35 years, I'd say, right? Yeah, <laughs> roughly. But if if it could get, if I didn't think it could get any lower. Mm-hmm. And I just surprised myself by hit finding a new rock bottom. That's always fun. It's just like, oh. always a fun surprise and discovery. Like, oh, Wait, so I thought more. it couldn't get worse, and now it has. Yeah, it's like um, endless pit of despair. It was a, uh, it was a, uh, it was a fun shit. It was a fun fucking time. But I'm sure you know it was pretty public. But like, uh, I had to move out of my place. Yeah, via, because of bed bugs. That sucks. So like, I got to be honest, like. <clears throat> it was not easy dude no and then it's like you're working all the time and then just finding a new place is crazy time consuming there's it's so not, many variables it's not fun it's just not fun especially when you like talk about starting over like i threw away everything yeah I just because i was just like uh this not is worth not the risk, risk. yeah what are you gonna do yeah. if you bring the stuff and then you know you happen to infest your new place you're fucked fucked so i threw away my dresser i threw away my bed I threw away my desk. I was just like, well, I I was like, well, they probably won't like really get on the wood. Right. And then I talked to the exterminator and he's like, no, actually, they love wood. I was like, you fucking bastard. Everything's gone. And things take a long time, especially when you're running a business to get things back to normal. And when I mean back to normal, I mean buying a fucking bed. Well, those are expensive items. Buying fucking, you know what I mean? Buying a dresser. Oh, yeah, of course. It's like fucking like. Like legit, like I was sleeping on this futon even at my new place for the longest. Really, for the longest, longest. I was like, it's it not comfortable. It's not, especially for a fucking heavy motherfucker like me. Like I had, like there is an option of like where they co- it collapses the the futon into like a like a twin, mm-hmm. and the mattress doubles because it stacks on top oh, of each okay. other. Or you could pull it out, and it's this weird like size where it's like a in between a king and a, and a cali and a california king mm. and so it was a weird bed but it was there when and it was better not, than nothing indeed better than nothing so i was slept on that and i just remember like there was all kinds of other expenses coming up and <clears throat> although i tried and i have uh and that's a it's you can't really bring girls back to your place if you don't have your shit right if you're, yeah if you're trying to fuck on a futon it's not or great. It's, it's just not. There's so many levels to like how shitty this fucking the last six, like seven or eight months have been. And I thought that like how fragile my situation was, it made me sad. It's just like, fuck, yeah, dude, like literally a strong gust of wind can fuck your whole shit up. Absolutely. Stuff you have no control over. This shit just fucked, fucked my whole like it rocked my whole like lifestyle. Like I had to like buy, get like a storage unit. And then slowly but surely, I'm like, dude, I can't afford the storage unit anymore. It's like 200 bucks a month. Yeah. I'm trying to save up for shit. So then. Because also, if, you, if you're if you moving, it's like first month's rent, maybe last month's also, plus a secure deposit. You're thro- shelling out easy three to four grand. Easy. And then on top of that, you have to get furniture. It's a lot. It's like, even if it's just, even if it's just, if it's just a bed and it's like, I'm trying not to get like a fucking, like, I don't know, a shitty fucking. No, then you might as well just. One keep the food tub dude 100 so i wanted to get a really good like you know memory foam bed and i wanted to get something that was gonna like not just an ikea fucking bed frame because i'll break that shit the moment i'm you know what i mean yeah when you're pounding puss dude or just fucking 
laying Rolling on over. The <laughs> For real though. So, you know, it's it's there's just a lot of elements where I was just like, fuck, dude. Like, was this even a smart choice? Like, what the f- like I'm like 35, 36 years old. Like, what the fuck am I doing? Like, wh- you're not sure. I-, I wasn't sure, and it was fucked up because you still have to progress your business, which yeah. I did. I I got an accountant, and I fucking tightened up everything. Yeah, and so it's like it's a weird thing to like, and I'm not gonna like. It, it's so tough to keep progressing at the same time as you, as you're even though like progressing in certain areas, even though some places really hurting. Mm-hmm. And I like it was. Yeah, I get that. Because professionally, I was like, I was doing great. I'm not great. I was getting my act together, getting right with Jesus, aka the IRS. Yeah, like I I had to fucking drop like two G's on fucking taxes. Ugh, like how fucking ridiculous! Like, dude, ridiculous. But my accountant hooked it up so then that I had that money stashed already for the taxes. And I wouldn't do. I don't have. What's up, Andy? Shout out for real, dude. Like honestly, like I don't have the diligence to do that shit. So I'm stoked that he actually, like, now I have my finances kind of in order for the business, and it's just like, the thing is that I didn't even know what the fuck where I was going to sleep. You know, I'll sleep sometimes at my studio in West LA, or I'll Mm -hmm. sleep at the office in Koreatown, and it was on the floor. I put air mattress. Oh right. It was it was just fucking rough, dude. You know what I mean? It, it wasn't ideal for uh, uh, definitely not. And it's and it's so fucked up, and it and it made me depressed because as much as I wanted to live this certain lifestyle of like, oh, I'm in Hollywood or whatever, it was like it was fucked up. But it was like, are you are you gonna let that fuck your business up? Are you gonna let this fucking major inconvenience sure. like spill over into your professional life? And I didn't let it. Which was a good thing. It was something I was super proud of. I I got really minimalist. I threw away a lot of shit. I need to I need to throw away a bunch of stuff. <clears throat> I'm a low key hoarder. I have stuff that I've moved from apartment to apartment that I've never touched except to move it. Yeah. You know, yeah. and also like at least for me, I don't know if it's for you, but when you're younger, you're like, well, when, by the time I'm in my 30s, I'll have it figured out. I'll be successful. Sure. And then you become, you know, you hit 30 and you're like, oh, it's actually, that's not how it works always. No, not at all. And then for me, you know, coming from the Midwest, like all my friends back home are either they're married, they've got kids, they're buying houses, and that's just a life I can't relate to. And also, like, I wouldn't want that life. Yeah. You know, if that's what you, if that's what you want, that's great. But for me, I don't want to be married. I don't want to have kids. Buying a house in LA is unrealistic unless you've really got money. Well, that's what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to buy a house in like five to ten years, five yeah. to seven years, like legit, legit. And um, uh, and and I hope I get there one time, one day. I want to read this quote that I saw. I found this. I thought it was interesting, and not to get super fucking heavy or whatever on the show. Who gives a shit? Um, but one of the one of these these random ass like inspirational quote memes. <clears throat> it has a picture of a shark in a in a in a fish tank. Okay. And it says, let's see. Love a good shark. Yeah, I know. So it says a shark in a fish tank will grow eight inches, but in the ocean, it'll grow eight feet or more. The shark will never outgrow its environment. And the same is true about you. Yeah. Many times we're around small thinking people, so we don't grow. Change your environment and watch your growth. It's pretty good. It's fuck. It fucked with me because I obviously small town. Same thing with you, small town where people have a certain set way of thinking. And when we're younger, we look up to our parents and our fucking elders, our aunts, uncles, grandmas, whatever, and they tell us that the world's a certain way, and we should be looking at it in a certain way, and we believe yeah. it. And it's different for everyone too. So it's like what you know, their path is not going to be your path. No, definitely not. And uh, <clears throat> it's just. Like as much as I, um, I mean, obviously I love my family and everything. I uh, all my old friends who I grew up with, I don't even know. I don't even know any of them anymore. Yeah, like any of them. Mostly for me, it's like people that I've been friends with since like college. Like there are a handful of people from high school. Sure, but not even people I went to high school with. Just people that I was friends with in high school who went to other schools. Sure. Yeah. And I've maintained relationships with them. But, yeah, it's like it's hard, especially when you move away. You know, you see them once a year, maybe. But the whole thing is that when I was well, – I guess it was a little different because I moved 
I moved when I was like 19. Mm-hmm. So basically a year into college, I like maybe a few semesters into college, I was like, nah, I'm not here. I'm out of here. I can't do this shit. So my friends that I met were super young and they're super stupid. Like some of the, like there was a, a very coveted job when we were growing up uh, and it was to work at this glass company. I thought you were going to say making meth. No, no, no. <laughs> it's another form of glass. It's the actual <laughs> glass. Um, but there's this company called Guardian, and everyone wanted to work there because you, they start you off at $20 an hour. Now, back in the early aughts. Yeah, of course. That's a lot of fucking, that's a Plus lot of you're cash. probably getting some sick benefits. For sure, for sure. And uh, we had just graduated high school, and uh, a, f- a friend of mine said he, he got a job there. He was, and you're also, if you're going straight from high school, you're not worrying about college student loans that you're going to have to fuck around with. For like, sure, for sure. That's, it's just, you know. So he basically goes, hey, dude. And then he was like throwing a party because he got a job at Guardian. And I was like, oh, shit. And he goes, dude, I'm fucking set. I'm set for life. And I was just like. You're like, this is what you want for your whole like, life? Whoa. And it fucked with me hard because I was like, dude, you just graduated. Like, he goes, I'm in like five, six years, I'll be foreman. I'll be making wow. like 50 bucks an hour. And then I'll be really set. And you're just like, and back then, 50 bucks an hour is fucking ridiculous. Money. Even now, I'd be like 50 bucks an hour. <laughs> it's just, but it's like you're setting, you know, you're settling in to do this for your entire life and for and decades. The, and no bullshit. This job is hard. Yeah, it is like very physical labor. Yeah. yeah, you're moving like big, like packages. Probably long days, all day. So I, I mean, I get it when you're young whippersnapper. You're just like, oh fuck, I'm not afraid of a hard day. Just fucking work, whatever. Um, I just, terrible. I just can't. I just can't fucking fuck with it. I, honestly, I'm at a point. I was at a point then where I was like, look, I don't know what I want to do, but I definitely don't think I should know now. But you know what you don't want to do. Definitely. <clears throat> I knew that I didn't have to know at that point. And for some reason, he felt like he did. Like he, I mean, he, that's he, even like picking a major when you go to college. I'm like, I don't know. Yeah, for real, though. And it's, it has to do a lot with the, our backstories in general, how our, we were raised. But for the most part, I think that, you know, you had the balls to leave. You left. And then now you have to pay the price that comes with the success and comes with this good lifestyle. Because I want to be real. Success is, I mean, a stretch. I'm, I'm not even kidding. Like, I'm going to just say this now that I have a, there's a certain baseline that I expect every day to be. And it always hits the minimum. Like, life is great. Mm-hmm. I just want to be like, like, but if everyone's living a great life, then everyone's at zero. You know, you know what I mean? So it's just like, that's the no, new normal. It's just that's the, um, my new normal is way better than someone's good day and another whatever. Right? Yeah. It's, that's just how I feel. I mean, like it's it's amazing the shit that we get to do and the shit that we have that we. It's have. true, and even like I don't feel like I'm successful at all. But like the people that I'm around, and like yeah, the stuff we get to do and the people we get to work with, yeah. people back home think I'm successful just because it's like well, because we're working with people they that they would. Well, that's what it looks from their perspective. Yeah, they're not in it. It's different. You know what I mean? And I think that maybe this was all new and sh- bright and shiny for you maybe a few years ago, but now it becomes zero. It becomes the yeah. It's it, the normal. It's like. Yeah. You know, I go out like and I see, you know, you see famous people or people you've always been fans of. And it's just, you know, kind of that's normal life. Whereas like we talked about this, in, like on the way to the wedding, I used to just be in my cubicle in a terrible job back in Wisconsin listening to these podcasts, including ADHD. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I moved here and thanks to you and Al Jackson and a few other people was able to infiltrate <clears throat> despite everyone's <laughs> opposition uh, uh, so i have um i have one of my friends and i've been taking him out to certain outings and stuff because he's making money now and he always wants to be like uh you know whatever and i do dope shit but the thing is like i i consider it to be kind of par for the course mm-hmm. he's not in the entertainment business so it's not like he does know a few celebs whatever um, but he doesn't know how like I know certain people. Right. So we hang out with um, uh, Al Jackson, mm-hmm. Joe DeRosa, and Tone Bell, right? They, yeah. they do a Can I Kick It show. We hang out. We have a fun time. We party our asses off. Um, Tone Bell is so sexy. He's uh, And he's cool as fuck. Yeah. So we have a really good fucking time. And then we're... And, uh, I took also the same friend to go see Jim Jeffries at uh, the Ace Theater when he was in L.A. Mm-hmm. earlier this year. 
and we saw Brad Pitt in the green room. I already talked about this. Oh, I forgot. Like, the, I always forget their friends. Their friends, and so he was there. So weird. It's, it was fucking. It's like it's amazing. Yeah. He's like such a fucking nice motherfucker, dude. It's so yeah. it's unbelievable how fucking humble and just normal he is. Like whatever. I know it's so stupid. To and say. I mean, and the, I mean, no, it's not. And that would be a big deal to people who are in the industry. Totally. And then totally. you think about people from back home who haven't rubbed elbows Mind with anybody. Blown. Oh my god, they, my, they, they would think freak you're the fuck living. Out. Yeah. Your absolute best life, which you kind of are. No, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Is that we are. Yeah. And, and the thing is, is that to the like the other day, I w- we were watching Comedy Central, and then obviously Jim shows like his promos yeah. come up, and he's like, "Oh shit!" That's like now he sees it mm-hmm. the way kind of we always saw it, uh, and then uh, randomly, Joe Rosa has this random thing where he's like talking shit on. It's a commercial on Comedy Central where he's talking with some other guy. And he goes, "Oh, I party with that dude," and it was just like. Yeah, I mean, it gets like, to a point where, like, it's just a like it, for us now. It's a normal thing when I'm watching an episode of Shameless and I see three people I know. Completely, I'm like, oh shit, that's so and so and so and so. It's like, dude, Ruby Modine from Shameless, who was Lip's love interest, who worked at the fucking right, right, right at the uh, was it Be- Petsy Pies or whatever? Yeah, Patsy's. Patsy's. There you go. Um, she she was recorded, Sierra. Yeah, you're right. So she recorded her fucking album at my studio. Yeah. Like, how fucking random is that? And then on some other shit, it's just like this. You're like, I've seen your titties on Showtime. (laughs) Ooh. Um, She, on some other random shit, we had another director who just, her name's Chelsea Stardust. She just directed this fucking movie called Satanic Panic. Nice. With fucking Rebecca Romaine Stamos, right? With uh, (laughs) my booze ex. Fuck you, Rebecca. Uh, Jerry O'Connell. Jerry's great. Yeah. And Ruby Modine. Oh, okay. And I was just like, oh, shit. So then after the podcast, I was like, you know, Ruby recorded her album at my studio. And she's like, get out. Oh, my God. She does music. I'm like, she's amazing. It's like, yeah. And all of a sudden, you're in this click. Mm-hmm. You're just, it's like, and then that thing that you wanted that you didn't know you wanted, you actually are in it. The yes. thing is, is because you didn't understand that you didn't, like, you didn't ask for the monetary, monetary success, if that makes sense. The monetary yeah. fucking whatever. It's just because you didn't know how to ask for it. Is that you got what you actually wanted? And it's and you, it's always surprising to me, and it shouldn't be, but it's like because you're already there that they just like it's not like you're tagging along. Like they are, they accept you being there, and they're not like who the fuck is this person? One hundred percent. And like there's so many podcasts like about last night will have amazing guests, sure, and they'll you know say hi to me, shake my hand, look me in the eye, refer to me by my name later, totally. which is like a, totally. which is just like a com- common courtesy. But you just think like this is somebody I've watched, yeah. like just like even like Joel McHale or something like this. Is somebody sure. I've been watching 100%. on TV for years and years and years, and also people who have like a little bit of a douchey persona. For sure, you you're not expecting, and you know, you're like, oh wow, this person's actually really cool and really nice. Like we had Craig Ferguson on, that was so dope, and you know, just yeah. all these people, and you're just a thousand and, percent, and they're I'm just they treat you like a like you guys are equals, and it's like whoa. So I think I was trying to tell you this, but we're fucking. I was pretty buzzed at the fucking wedding but essentially what um what i was trying to say there is like you asked for this Mm -hmm. and you got it but you didn't know what you were asking for right and so now i need to ask for something more yeah yeah exactly because you know how it works you know that it works you don't know how it works but you don't need to know how it works yeah you need to understand that whatever you ask for you get Mm-hmm. I'm gonna throw back and maybe this Secret. is maybe this is some life advice. I don't know what kind of fucking podcast this is, but I uh, was reading a book in for college, not on my own fucking volition. But uh, so I was uh, reading Lust for Life. It was of the Van Gogh, the Van Gogh life story. It's like a thick book, whatever. And one of the chapters I read, Team thick. It was fucking. <laughs> <laughs> it was fucking too much. Anyway, so I was reading one of the chapters, and this fucking woman was desperately in fucking love with with. Uh, um, not Picasso, uh, Van Gogh. My mm. bad. So Van Gogh, he was. She was desperately in love with Van Gogh. She was fucking. And he didn't love her. And he would treat her like shit. He didn't love his own ear. <laughs> Psycho. Uh, so he uh, he one time he told her he's like, why do you keep staying with me after I don't don't treat you right? It's like you're why? on my vision board. <laughs> like, <laughs> like why why the fu- like why are you still in love with me I, I, even after I don't treat you the same yeah. way yeah and she said something that fucked me up to this day because oh because I, I fucking i'm reciting stuck right with now you. it fucking stuck to my ribs for sure this is 40 years ago this is 40 years ago <laughs> <laughs> uh i was i was with fango when uh he you he, cut his ear off yeah i helped him <laughs> 
I saw it on the Tarantino movie, and I figured I'd just try to emulate it. <laughs> so he the the woman says, because when I asked God, I asked God that for me to fall in love with someone, not for someone to fall in love with me. Whoa! And so she understood what she was asking for, and it fucked me up because I was just like, God damn it. That is fucking amazing where she still loved him with all her heart, even though he treated her like shit. And she just was like, I, I'm prepared for this because I, I asked God to make me fall in love with someone, not for someone to love me. And well, it was, bitch, you should have asked for both. Yes, it's not too late. Like, man, you can st- he's, shop's not closed. You can still ask him for shit. For real. For real. So, that, no, I think that's a, an excellent example. Yeah. I think, uh, and I and I I was trying to tell you this at the dinner at the wedding uh, reception, that you already got here. Yeah. The thing is, you just didn't know what you were asking for. Right. You saw these people, all these podcasts. You willed that shit in your life. You got it. But then you get there, and you're like, "Oh, wait a second. Now what? You're like, where's the money? (laughs) Like, basically, how your friends would see you. I'll see you. They're like, "Oh, you must be fucking killing it." Yeah. Well, because I'm doing cool shit that they can't even imagine. Not to sound shitty. But like I'm doing cool shit that they could never imagine doing, and while I don't feel successful and while I'm not making a lot of money or anything, I would never trade where I'm at to be like successful in Wisconsin. Do you know what I mean? Of course, I, I rather. I die here People poor. are like, "Why don't you move home?" Like I'm like, "Cause I wouldn't be happy. I would rather be homeless here than shit, than be here. you know wealthy in Wisconsin. <clears throat> it depends. Here. It depends how wealthy you know. Mansion in Wisconsin, we can talk." <laughs> I, I can mean, be. I, I think I there is a there's a, probably a point where I could have gotten a house at some point in my hometown, but I didn't. And then what? Like I know people, and I'm sure you do too, who were born and raised in a city and they've never left, and they've and never they, even thought about they die there. Go yeah, and they've never thought about going elsewhere. And that's yeah. fine if you're happy. If that's if then good. But like I wouldn't be happy, and I wouldn't be satisfied, and so you know. You get a taste of it and you see what what the possibilities are. And like, you know, I mean, I've done some good networking. You know, I've gotten. Yeah. I've worked on. I work with a lot of people. And the the thing is, you know, just maintaining those relationships. And like, you know, when I was on Jesse May's podcast, we had a psychic on and he was kind of getting everything so on on the nose with her that she had a little bit of a panic attack and had me step in and he read me and he said some pretty, you know, spot on things that like, you know, you got here on your own. You're here for a reason, but you need to figure out what it is you want because this isn't, this isn't what you want to be doing forever. And he also Mm -hmm. said, which was very true that I'm afraid to say no to things and to people because I don't want to burn bridges and potentially miss opportunities. But then I, you know, it ends up backfiring on me where it's like, then I'm going to end up resenting those people and the bridge is going to be burned anyways. And that I have to just kind of, I'm just that he kind of said, I'm just like spinning my wheels right now. And yeah. he's right. But it, it was, that was before I, you know, got this new job and he was like, you just need to like actually take some time and like ask yourself what you want, because that's the thing. I don't, I don't know. I don't so, know what I want. I don't know what my dream job is. I don't know well, where I want to see myself. Look, look, look. I think that's not a, that's not a good place to start. I, I don't think it's like saying, I don't know exactly what I want to do for the rest of my life. Like, honestly, when I first went into going into recording school, I wanted, I was a musician. I am a musician. So I was there to record music. Yeah. You got friends in low places. <laughs> so I legit was just like oh, let me just do this so I can mix and master the music I'm already producing. And then I realized, oh, shit, like everyone, basically instructors and like music business is getting butt-fucked right now. Like iTunes, this is like in 2007, 2008. Right. And they're like, dude, iTunes is Napster. <laughs> LimeWire. Uh, Frostwire, <laughs> after LimeWire went down. Uh, was there, was there Kazaa or something? Or Kaz- Kazam? Kazam? No, I can't remember. Is that a movie? No, it, there was another streaming site. I forgot which one it was. There's an, a few other ones. Yeah. Anyway, he's basically, everyone's like, dude, music business is fucked. And I was like, shit, I should pivot. I should figure it out. So the thing is, is you have to put yourself in a position. You're not going to know exactly what you want. And because you're, you always adapt, you're a survivor, whatever you want to call it. 
Uh, you'll figure out another path. A cockroach. <laughs> <laughs> you'll figure out a path when you get there. Like uh, it's not gonna be as clear, but you just you. Uh, and I'm gonna throw another uh, another fucking gem out. I just watched The Sopranos. I told you about. Mm-hmm. Uh, I watched the whole season. We watched it for. Uh, we did a Cheech and I did a. He did Mad Men and I did some Sopranos and we talked about each of them every week. Okay, so you're trying to steal my Sopranos? Got uh, it. Sopran Bros. Fuck you. <laughs> I still own Sopranhouse.com, and now Logan and I work together, so we're going to get this shit going. I like that. Um, Tony Soprano said a fucking great quote that I will leave you with on this episode with. He says, more problem has, uh, more pain has been caused by indecision than the wrong decision. Wow. I thought that was fucking profound. I was like, holy shit, Tony fucking Soprano out of all people. Yeah, I mean, I mean he's not wrong. He's not wrong. It's like you can figure something out. If you, so what, you make the wrong decision. So what? It's like you made it. You made a choice, and you get better at fucking picking the fucking fork in the road next time. You know what I mean? But if you just make no decisions, you're not gonna have any cause more pain. Yeah, totally. So, shout out to the writers of Sopranos. That the shit. I love that fucking series. Rest in peace. Yeah, for real, Gandolfini. Yeah. Um, we're gonna fucking keep the fun going. Uh, we're gonna keep. We're gonna continue this episode, but we're gonna stop for right now. Uh, for a Friday episode, Katie, where can they find you? Oh, they can find me in the street. <laughs> but also, you can find me on Twitter, Instagram, Venmo, and Cash App Damn. at Damn. Katie. Chernelia likes Chernelia, K A T I E C E R N I G L I A. And you can find me on Patreon at Garbage Tits with a Z, which is where I'll be running my premium Snapchat out of. So okay, make sure you, okay, uh, okay. yeah, just hit me up and like, you know, make me Are you gonna be not like want to kill myself. yourself with dildos and shit? No, it's going to be like all titty stuff. All right, never mind. I won't subscribe. <laughs> we'll give you a discount. <laughs> uh, yeah. You know, I might do like, you know how you can do tears and whatever and it's like if you want to do like a one-time payment of something i can maybe show my puss oh shit you hear that or my butthole oh shit i got i got a funny fucking video to talk about uh they're pretty nice i get a lot of positive feedback your bh hiv positive (laughs) (laughs) yeah i have a really nice butthole i don't know all right, we'll find out next episode. Um, follow us on. <laughs> <laughs> we'll find out. Uh, yeah, follow us on ADHD Patreon cast. only. <laughs> ADHD cast on everything at Ernie Hurtado at Best Podcast is a new at Katie Starfish. At, <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, guys, we'll see you guys on Friday. Loved you.